what we have here, unfortunately, is more propaganda that has indoctrinated a younger generation into thinking or adopting this positioning that because of their color, because of the uniform they wear, they are in some way, shape, or form guilty of the atrocities being carried out by other people. Now, I can stop you right here and say, well, John must be on the side of the Jews. Well, if you put a Jews against Muslims, I'm going with the Jews, absolutely. But in this war, I don't think we should be involved at all. This is not our concern. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke, with my beautiful heterosexual bearded Jewish life partner, Josh, over there across from me operating those controls like... I don't, I, got, I don't have no reference. I didn't think that far ahead before I was going into this, right. uh, this comparison. <laughs> What's going on, folks? Streaming on Twitter today. Why? Because I have an important message that I wanted to put out there to all of, all of my friends on Twitter, everybody that's basically not a combat veteran or a veteran for that matter, because I feel like right now there is, and we're just going to jump right into it, might I add. Um, I feel like right now there is just so much going out there in the realm of just weak enabling behaviors and attitudes from the veteran community and not from all the veteran community. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there are those in the veteran community right now and those that are around it and friends with veterans that are sitting there attempting to... Uh, behaviorally shame those of us that are standing against this idea of what this human Roman candle did at the uh, Israeli embassy in, I believe, D.C. Uh, again, the kid Aaron Bushnell, or whatever his name is, that decided to light himself in fire in protest of the uh, genocide that is occurring in Palestine. The, the, this genocide that has been going on at the hands of Israeli forces that are going in there trying to root out Hamas that attacked them, and they've gone back and forth with each other. Well, there's this thing now that apparently all veteran lives matter. To, to make fun of a veteran or an active duty service member, Air Force member, if you will, that who, by the way, uh, was known to have links to Facebook groups and give likes and nods and winks at those that supported the likes of Hamas uh, and the rest of those that stood against uh, not just Jews, but uh, the entire world, if you will. These, these are religious extremists that were out in the streets of Gaza celebrating the day that they murdered 1,400 innocent men, women, and children indiscriminately, might I add. And also, might I interject in there, uh, 
other citizens from around the entire world. They were non-discriminatory. They murdered everybody. They didn't care. And these that's what Middle Eastern Muslims do. I can tell you firsthand, spent four and a half years over there. This is what they do. Now, again, I understand that the global war on terrorism was not all just one-sided. There was not a lot of, uh, it wasn't just good versus evil. I think America had a lot of blood on its hands as well. But let's make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're also not an innocent culture. They're certainly not. But either way, the attempted shaming that I've seen from certain members in the veteran community that will sit there, that will sit there and say, ah, such an honorable kid. You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't make fun of this because all veteran lives matter. Look, uh, I see the likes of Candace Owens. I see the likes of these other people, these other uh, pseudo, pseudo intellectuals. And I myself am not, not an intellectual. I've never claimed to be. I don't claim to be an intelligent dude. I'm just a guy with an opinion here. But I find it very hypocritical that you'll sit there and try and make an act of protest that is rooted in just blatant ignorance and make that akin to a veteran that kills themselves as a result of the PTSD or demons they're fighting because of what they've experienced voluntarily in service to their country. Now, there are veterans that are victims of sexual assault and harassment in the service that commit suicide as well. There are a variety of different reasons that are horrible. Horrible. You feel bad for them. These are the veterans that just wanted help, wanted to talk to somebody, or maybe they couldn't deal with it. The internal anguish and animosity and, and the things there that are driving them or, or hurting them was too much. So as a result, they take their own lives, which I don't condone. But that's not what this kid did. He said, I'm not going to be complicit in genocide anymore. Complicit how? U.S. forces are not on the ground in Israel. That's the IDF. What we have here, unfortunately, is more propaganda that has indoctrinated a younger generation into thinking or adopting this positioning that because of their color, because of the uniform they wear, they are in some way, shape, or form guilty of the atrocities being carried out by other people. Now, I can stop you right here and say, well, John must be on the side of the Jews. Well, if you put it Jews against Muslims, I'm going with the Jews, absolutely. But in this war, I don't think we should be involved at all. This is not our concern. Now, we do have American hostages, so that is our concern, but apparently they, they don't matter. Let's instead focus on the people of Palestine that are being murdered and committed mass genocide towards. But forget about, you know, the raping and pillaging that they did not that long, you know, October 7th. Let's forget about that. Let's focus on, on the real victims now. I'm sorry, I don't care. I, I'm not going to adopt this globalistic mindset of saying that I've got to hold hands and sing kumbaya with a culture and a religion that probably wants me dead based upon my religious or my political convictions. I just don't care about you. I don't care about that veteran. No, I don't. You killed yourself in an act of defiance that was rooted in ignorance, and you're wanting me to sit here and, and cry for this kid? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And this kid, it's not like he was, like, completely innocent. This kid was a Hamas supporter. Um, You'll excuse me if I view that as you're on the side of the enemy. And if that's who you want to burn yourself for, well, then baby, cover. I'll buy you the matches. I don't care. But I love how veterans out there now are kind of like, oh, 
If you don't care about veterans' lives, regardless of their political idea, then you just don't care. So realistically, if Bo Bergdahl were to off himself, if Chelsea Manning was to off himself, if those that got other service member killed, other service members killed, and what they did, which Chelsea Manning did, Bo Bergdahl did, would you not meme them into eternity? I know I sure would. Let me let me clarify something for many people out there because you just don't seem to really get it. Okay, you just don't seem to get it. And here's the deal. Being a veteran does not exempt you from the criticisms you'll receive for the ignorant actions you undertake, especially like this Aaron kid that was stupid. You drew a lot of attention to yourself. Is it going to stop or end anything? No. Netanyahu already said Rafa's getting invaded. You're not stopping that. So you'll excuse me if I don't sit here and cry tears of blood over an innocent or an ignorant action. But because he's a veteran, I'm supposed to care. I'm supposed to feel something for him. So let's let's take this. Let's take a let's just take a step a second here and pause. And let's go by this this logic that many of these people, these enabling weak minded people are showcasing. Say like he wasn't a veteran or we'll say like he was an Air Force. Would that change the situation? Many of you say it would. A lot of you veterans out there, they're like crying and pearl clutching. Like, oh, he's such a hero. For what? Didn't even deploy. He, he experienced no combat. Now, kudos for serving your country. I'm not knocking that. But don't sit there and use your service as a means of shielding yourself from criticisms from performing stupid performative political actions. So you, you'll forgive me if I just don't care. And yes, I'm going to make fun of you. Why? Because you're a, you're a, you know, you're a terrorist sympathizer. And don't even get me started on these weak, spineless Christians that use Christ as your means of deflecting, again, any criticism towards you being milk toast at best, fence-sitting at best. Oh, it's such a horrible thing. And, and the genocide. For being American nationalists, you sure have a big concern for what's going on over there in Gaza. I thought you I thought you were America first. Why do you care so much? Interesting. But these same veterans, I love this. I absolutely love the hypocrisy here. Brandon Herrera does this joke on veteran suicide. He's like, I'm not a veteran, but I know what it means to want to put a gun in my mouth, so I kind of a veteran. And veterans pearl clutch like crazy. The same groups of people that while overseas, you were making the most racist, dark humor jokes. And civilians are kind of like, well, that's just what veterans do. That's how they adapt. That's how they assimilate. That's how they cope. Is it the healthiest way? Not always. But then when we do it to a kid that wants to side with Hamas, who, by the way, he was not mentally ill. Isn't, that always, isn't it always the case? It's all, they always have to be mentally ill as a means to try and say, well, that's why they did it. Or maybe, just maybe, hear me out, um, they were that committed and indoctrinated through propaganda to believe an outright lie and thus wanted to showcase where they stood. It's not always mental... Uh, there's not always mental issues, but people want there to be. Why is that? Like, sincerely, why is that? So the Candace Owens is out there can give the nods to the, the Hamas supporters. Do your thing. I personally don't care. Don't care. But don't sit there and try and shame me into not wanting to support, into trying to support this idea that like, oh, you've lost your humanity. You cannot be humane with people that want to slit your throat because you don't believe in Allah. You cannot be humane with these people. 
But you Christians out there that are milk toast using Christ is like, well, you know, we 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 hate the sinner, you know, or hate the sin, love the sinner, blah, blah, blah. Fair enough. But Christ also said, what fellowship is light with darkness? Christ also took a stand for the word and for Christianity, or for himself, rather, excuse me. And I love, I love these Christ is king types on Twitter. I love it. You sit there and you side with those that hate Jews, yet in the Bible, what does it say about Israel? What did it say in Genesis? I call you Israel. Those that bless you, I bless them. It's in the Bible. But suddenly, you tend to, you cherry pick that out. But that's also why I don't believe in church and state being the same. I do believe from like political policy saying, look, if they're an ally, fair enough. But there comes terms and limits with how much we give support and aid. You can have that position and not be considered anti-Semitic. That's simply saying that America needs to come first. We're not Israeli. That's you over there. But at the same time, I can take the positioning of saying like, look, um, if you want my opinion on something, I'll give it to you. I'm on Israel's side on this one. In a sense of you hit me for 1,400 casualties, buddy, I don't care how many of them they waylay. I don't. I sincerely don't. And I'm tired of sitting here and trying to pretend that it's like, oh, we should be, you know, we should love everybody. I, I don't love them. I really don't. They throw homosexuals off buildings. They castrate the little girls. They treat their women like dogs. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you and I'm going to preach them blue in the face that you don't know what you're talking about. And every time you see one of these stupid combat veterans out there with something in the background that signifies they're a combat veteran, therefore what I have to say has complete merit and validity because I'm a veteran and I know. No, there's a lot of stupid veterans out there that have complete garbage hot takes, myself included sometimes. So I'm sorry, but being a veteran does not make you an SME on all things related to this type of topic. Do you but think? Uh, do you think this is going to spark more of these types of? I things? hope it does. I think if you're a Palestinian supporter, you should. We should see more of this. Because you put your matches where your mouth are and do it. Let's see more Roman candles. I'm all about it. Absolutely. There are people on here praising him. Oh, of course they are. These are the emotionally you feminine won't be types. Forgotten. Rest in peace. Oh yeah, he'll be forgotten in a day. Yeah. They'll, they'll make it about like, I, dude, it's so funny because I've already seen the liberals out there. People are saying rest in power. And of course, white liberal women are out there saying, no, no, no. We only say that for black people. That's only for black people. Don't say no, no, no. It's, we can respect it, but don't use the language. It's like, oh my God, there is no pleasing these fruitcakes. There's none. There's no pleasing them at all. So you sit here and you watch this and I'm just, I'm laughing. I am laughing my ass off because I personally don't care. And I love every commenter is like, you know, we can take a moment to mourn his loss. Your mourning is nothing more than a virtue signaling comment on the social media highway. And then you can go back to doing whatever the hell it is you're doing. And you forget this kid even existed in like less than 12 hours. It's how it always goes. Spare me this nonsense. Spare me this nonsense. I'm tired of hearing it. When did we become so weak minded and spineless that we started supporting the enemies of America or the enemies of freedom? I find it just so hypocritical, so hypocritical, but oh, oh, do they love it? I mean, it, it serves the greatest springboard ever to be able to virtue signal how much of a good person you are, right? Because that's what we have to do. We have to be thought of as good people, or maybe you could just be like, I don't know, me and say, I don't care if you think I'm good or not. This is the honest truth here. I think that kid was an idiot, but hey, if you don't put your matches where your mouth are, let's see more of this. Line up in a circle next time. I'll go get the marshmallows and the weenies. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, what's
what's going on, Warrell. And the one thing I will say, though, the one thing I will give him credit for, at least he didn't murder anybody else. Fair enough. I'll give him credit for that. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, I know. I, Good I for guess you. It could have been worse. Could have been worse, yeah. And I love that the protesters, after the fact, were blaming the security there. It's like, why didn't you have fire extinguishers on hand? It's like they're, they're literally really in the embassy. douse themselves in kerosene yeah. and light themselves on fire. <laughs> Why weren't you there with a with a flamethrower? Why weren't you there with a flame extinguisher or a fire extinguisher to, to in case someone was gonna do this? Um, no, it's called you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And if you don't if you don't like that, then don't do it. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, man, he was on fire for it. I'll tell you what, tell you what, the jokes are gonna continue. I don't care, and you're not gonna stop me. It's not gonna happen. So everybody out there is offended, like you know, anti semites like Candace Owens and the rest of them. Your little winks and nods at this. It's like, oh, matter of fact, let's get into it. Candace Owens tweets out. She says, rest in peace, Aaron Bushnell. Thank you for years of service to the United States of America um, until he actually sides with those that are against America, which would be Hamas. And again, Facebook groups, he gave thumbs up, like these posts. He was actually, uh, for those that didn't know, listen to this part right here. And I thought a lot of people knew this already, but apparently they didn't. Um, hold on, here we go. Um, <sighs> he had anarchist leanings. Aaron liked two Ohio-based anarchist groups, Burning River Anarchist Collective and Mutual Aid Street Solidarity on his Facebook page. He also gave thumbs up to an account belonging to Kent State University chapter of the radical pro-Hamas group Students for Justice in Palestine. In late December, Burning River touted two books for readers, including titled Nourishing Resistance on its Facebook page. On October 17th, 10 days after the Palestinian terror group Hamas launched its massacre on Israel, sparking the Gaza War, the anarchist group also linked to an interview by the Black Rose Anarchist Fred, uh, Federation titled Voices from the Frontline Against the Occupation Interview with Palestinian Anarchists. In an interview, FADA, a group of uh, centered in the West Bank, which identifies itself as a Palestinian anarchist organization to get the perspective on the current struggle. We hope this interview will be a step in creating blah, 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 blah. Um, the FADA member interviewed said during the conversation, I want to tell our brothers around the world, not just in the United States, to never trust what the global media empire tells you. Um, so then that would also include what the MSM empire is telling you about the genocide in Gaza, right? Um, Burning River declined to comment on the post on Monday, saying in an email, none of us knew Aaron Bushnell. Oh, but you encourage this. You incite this. And then when it comes time to actually take accountability for the nonstop rhetoric that you push and propaganda, a kid sets himself on fire. And now you're like, oh, we didn't know. We didn't, you know, we didn't. Really? <laughs> Two hours before he burned himself live on 1 p.m. Sunday, he posted a now eerie final message on Facebook where he said, many of us like to ask ourselves, what would I do if I was alive during slavery or the Jim Crow South or apartheid? What would I do if my country was committing genocide? The answer is you're doing it right now, he wrote. Again, a gross misrepresentation of what's going on. Why? Because it's founded in some type of ideology, some type of belief that they want to feel a part of, this resistance they want to include themselves into. Why? Because the need to feel needed is going to be paramount to these types of people because they need to belong to a community. They have no sense of individuality. Instead, they're going to latch on to any type of ideology that sounds or resonates with a good, powerful message of like, we need to fight the system. We need to fight for the good things in this world. But you don't follow the rabbit down the hole and complete the investigation. What you've failed to understand is that, look, in terms of Gaza versus Israel, there's blood on both sides of this. This is why America needs to stay out of this. But if you're going to pick a side, then you also have to acknowledge the fact that that side has a lot of blood on its hands, and it ain't just in Israel. 
Look at Yemen. Look, look at Houthis. Look at Iran. There were multiple Muslim-based countries that facilitated this attack. Now, if you want to ignore that and suddenly, you know, these are the same people that will throw the first punch and then when you just mollywop the ever-loving shit out of them, they scream to their mothers and fathers saying, I'm a victim. You threw the first punch after that ceasefire. This is what happens. But then they'll come in with this, well, you know, there's been multiple violations of ceasefire. Israel's murdered a lot of Palestinians, blah, blah. Fair enough, probably. And it goes into this whole nonstop back and forth of who threw the first punch. Or it could just be a look. This is a Jew versus Muslim war. It's in the Bible. It's been there since the dawn of time. We don't need to get roped into this. We had our global war on terrorism. That was a massive lie. We don't need another one of these. But don't sit there and try and tell me that I got to praise this kid or think he's a hero for basically bottle rocketing himself in the name of Palestine. Spare me this nonsense. It's not going to happen. I don't feel sorry for any of you or him. These veterans out there crying about, oh, he's such a hero. For what? What did he stop? Did, did, did he stop anything? No. What did he get headlines for? Acting like a moron. <laughs> the stupid burns. <laughs> this guy was a Hamas supporter. But because he's a veteran, we got to feel sorry for him. Candace Owens says, may your family find peace in this tragedy. Yeah, I do feel sorry for his family. I will I will give him that. I feel Same bad for here. the family. I yeah, mean, that's horrible. That was your kid mm-hmm. watching him do something so stupid. Yeah. And then she continues, thank you to all the men and women that currently or have ever served this country. The burdens you carry often too overlooked. No, no, Candace. No, 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 no. Your little subtle nods at Hamas and the rest of this stuff and talking about the segregation in Israel for the Muslim quarter, even though you don't know what you're talking about, that you sit there and you continuously, you know, spread these lies and propaganda. You're an anti-Semite. Just come out and say it. I'd have more respect for you for doing that. At least liberals do. At least they do. But you, you cloak it. Like, Daily Wire, your next DEI hire, do better. Like, seriously, do better. She's an idiot. She is an outright moron. To sit there and put this kid in the same box as veterans that went over there and spilled blood, saw all kinds of horrendous things, and you're trying to give, like, put it this way, Candace, do you think the same kid should be buried with honors like regular military veterans? Do you think he should get the same honors? Because I don't. I certainly don't. Yeah, but let's feel bad about it. Why? Because the effeminate types like Candace Owens with your womenish like type of enabling behavior and attitude, you're what's wrong with America. You lack the balls to stand up and say, look, you're the enemy. Go fuck yourself. I don't care what happens to you. But instead, we've adopted this, and it's kind of ironic to me, this globalist positioning of that we have to love everybody. We're in this together. All nations. and Yeah, you cannot live with those that want to see you dead. You cannot live with those that want to see you dead because of your religious beliefs. Other articles coming out about this kid had anarchist ties. This has been known for the last 48 hours. So either people are intelligent or like uh, willfully not trying to educate themselves or they're trying to instead exclude those small little details to rationalize their position of saying, I just want to support a veteran on social media and look good and feel good about myself because that's what social media is all about. Folks, let me tell you this right now. If you're trying to get your rocks off and feel good about yourself and validity through social media, you got a problem. 
You've already got a problem. And that's what our society does now. We got to post the pictures. We got to do this, that, and the other. Because why? We need the attention. We need to feel good about ourselves. We're good human beings, and the world needs to know this. Josh, you need to know that I help homeless people. You need to know that I do all these things so you can think I'm a good person. Why? Yeah, God forbid you keep it to yourself. No kidding, right? Oh, yeah. I love that. You must not care about veteran life. And I, these meme pages that are like tagging me in this shit. It's like, motherfuckers, what the fuck have you done for veteran suicide? You post memes. Great. Now, some meme pages that I know actually fundraise and do a lot of great things for veterans. But don't sit there and tag me in your stupid crying and whining. John Burt must not care about veterans. No, I don't care about that veteran. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I should. I don't give a flying fuck. Welcome to reality, bitches. I don't give a fuck if you like me or not. Doesn't matter. Because this is the truth. And weak-minded, spineless types like you are the reason that America would get conquered. Oh, forgive the Muslims. They know not what they do. While they sit there and rape your daughters, murder your sons, and invade your territory to spread Islam. Do you think that what we've been saying are lies about this religion? Now, granted, Christianity's got a lot of blood on its hands, but last I checked, it wasn't the Pope calling for a holy jihad against anyone that was considered infidel. They're not calling for a fatwa. Oh, no, that would be the Muslims. And don't you say anything about that, because if you do, you're an Islamophobe. Folks, you've been indoctrinated so much to have your head in the sand on the realities of what Muslim extremism entails. I find it ironic. I find it so ironic. But this, I don't buy into it. I'm not going to buy into it. And if this offends you, I don't care. I really don't care. How do you think he was complicit in the in his, in his statement there? He's not. He wants to be, though, because that gives him a causation, a reasoning for performing such a ridiculous statement or a ridiculous action. So I'm complicit in this. Oh, are you? Because here's the other thing, though. You could have gotten out of the Air Force, hopped the next thing smoking, and went and fought in Palestine. Could have. And done more. That would have been a See, much more. For me, it's hard to get past that October 7th attack on those innocent civilians and taken off. Like, I just can't get past that part. They raped women. They right. murdered children. Kidnapped them. Yep. Still, American, Americans are still over there, right? Yep. Being held hostage. Yep. There's still hostages there. Yeah. And if Hamas wanted to end this, you would have released those hostages. This war would have been over. Yeah. See, I just can't get past. No. Like, but that just doesn't. Yeah, exactly. That's why every time someone like Candace Owens wants to open their ignorant mouth, it's usually a woman. It's usually a woman in her positioning that's like, I'm sorry, you're the reason why in a trad relationship, you shouldn't, like, I don't want to hear your opinion on this. You have not picked up a rifle. You've never enlisted. You don't know the first thing about what's entailed in these wars in the Middle East. This woman will go out there and grift on anything that she possibly can and say the most ignorant, stupid things that I've ever heard in my entire life and give these subtle nods and winks. <clears throat> Muslims are forced to live in a quarter in Israel. Oh, it's so racist and discriminatory. It's, it reminds me of Jim Crow South. Candace, you weren't even alive during that period. And also, if you've been to Israel, you know that's their selected. They choose to live that way, much like blacks do in America. Oh, what happened with the Blexit thing, Candace? That's right. You grifted off of a lot of money and nothing fucking happened. Nothing. But hey, money's good though, right? These people are idiots. I'm sorry. They're morons. You don't know what you're talking about. You sit there and you pop off at the mouth and you have no idea what you're saying. So, folks, I'm going to tell you this right now. As a veteran, you have the card. You know, black people give you the N-word card sometimes if you're like really cool with them, I guess. I know it's a thing. But I'm giving you the veteran card to make fun of this douchebag. 
You have every right to do so. Don't you sit there and think for one second you can't make fun of this little moron. You absolutely can. And here's the deal. You should. The bullying and harassing should discourage others from doing the same thing because it was an ignorant move to make. Ignorant. Don't care if you like that or not. All right, I'm going to end the stream on Twitter, folks. We're going to go live. We're live right now on Rumble. I don't want to do any more on Twitter because I don't want to risk getting banned. But I did want to put this out there because we'll keep this like pretty much PG-13, if you will. We'll get into more. We're talking about the transgender Virginia State Senate um, or senator that stormed out. The Harvard Anti-Semitism Task Force. The Army is cutting 24,000 troops. And a New York professor wins $30 million in a revenge porn settlement, which good for her. I think this idea of revenge porn is absolutely disgusting and ridiculous. It should never happen. Twitter, if you want to, come over and follow me at John Burke over on Rumble. I'll link you the um, the link in the chat. Appreciate that. All the love and support. Uh, here's the link right there. It's just John Burke over on Rumble. So we're going to end this on Twitter. We'll see you guys over here. Hopefully we do. I uh, go to destinations and boom. All right. We're off of Twitter. I don't want to risk getting banned over there. Uh, Candace Owens is an absolute moron. Um, Harvard Anti-Semitism Task Force. The Harvard Anti-Semitism Task Force co-chair resigns. Uh, no confidence in the university. The co-chair of Harvard's Anti-Semitism Task Force resigned Monday, reportedly because she did not have confidence that the university would implement any of the committee's recommendations on ending Jew hatred at the nation's top university. Well, well of course. You can't hate the blacks. You can't hate the Chinese. You can't hate the Native Americans. You can't hate anybody. But you can't hate the Jews. That's okay. That that's perfectly acceptable. Fuck the Jews, right? Yeah, they're fair. They're fair game. Why? What have they done to you? Well, then all of a sudden you hear all of these. Like, oh, they own the porn industry. They own the banks. They own this. Blah, blah, blah. Last I checked, the Jew didn't fuck me over. Maybe you. Maybe a Jew slept with your wife or kicked your puppy. I don't know. I got no beef with them. Harvard Business School professor Rafaela Soudan resigned from the Presidential Task Force on Anti-Semitism, according to the source familiar with the situation. Interim Harvard President Alan M. Garber uh, appointed Sudan in January to lead the task force as a co-chair last month. Her decision to resign was confirmed in statements from Soudan and Garber on Sunday. Soudan's decision to resign is just the latest setback for Garber's anti-Semitism task force, which has been dogged by controversy since its inception. The committee's other co-chair is history professor Derek Pensler, whose appointment drew criticism because of his anti-Israel views. The Wall Street Journal noted, We don't know what's in Mr. Pensler's heart, though we wonder what's in his head. It seems obvious that he can't lead a credible investigation into campus anti-Semitism if he falsely equates Israel with apartheid. That's where we're at, folks. That That's where we're at. <laughs> and look, I'm not hating on all Muslims here. I do have, I have friends that are Muslims. I'm talking about Middle Eastern, ultimate zealotry, just the, the hardcore practicing Middle Eastern Muslims. I'm telling you, until you've been over there and seen it first, folks, you're just not going to, you won't, you won't get it. You won't understand it. These people are third world. The, the Quran, the, not the Quran, oh my God. Or yeah, the Quran, excuse me. Uh, the Quran is, it is their bread and butter. You cannot fight a religious ideology. They are willing to die for this. They're okay with that. This does not need to be welcomed into America. Rabbi David Wolpe resigned from the committee in December after then Harvard President Claudine Gay testified in Congress that the question of whether calls for the genocide of Jews would violate campus policy would depend upon the context. 
Really? Really? I love the uh, the, the uh, anti-Semites like in the chat. I'm a good guy. How do you like that? The Jews are murdering your people by the bushels. It's great. It's great. Palestine's getting slaughtered. If I was a rich man. <laughs> I love it. And you can't stop it. So you little anti-Semites, you have your hidden profiles, but you don't dare show your face because you don't have the balls enough to do that. You go on Twitter and place like this. And what do you do? You do it from concealed profiles because you don't have the balls to actually show your face. Look, hate Jews publicly. Be honest with yourself. If you want to be an anti-Semite, just go do it. But stop hiding behind fake profiles. It's pathetic. You're little cowards. But Or go over to Palestine and fight the Jews. Why don't you do that? Why don't you go fight the Jews in Palestine? Come on. Put your money where your mouth is. That or get us a book of matches and go do what the uh, Air Force dude did. Stop stop playing around. You're, you're in a chat room right now and you're not doing anything. I'm a good guy. I prefer the Jews over the Muslims. Tell you that right now. Sorry it offends you, and you're not going to change that. You're not going to stop me. Mm. Uh, this week, a concert organized by Harvard Jewish group featuring an uh, Israeli musician, Ishe Rebo, faces pressure after a staff at the Sinclair Music Hall in Cambridge, Massachusetts, refused to staff the event. Similar tactics have been used against American Jewish reggae musician Matsuyahu. The concert will go on Tuesday after replacement staff were hired, but anti-Israel activists intend to protest the event and what appears to be another demonstration of anti-Semitism. <gasps> oh, sucks that you guys are losing so much, doesn't it? You hate that? It's the Jews. It's the Jews. Ben Shapiro talks about Israel. He's got a lot of people over there. Ben Shapiro prefers Israel over America. No, he doesn't. I've listened to him. Never has he said that. In fact, he said the opposite. But when you've got people that you are religiously linked to in a country that's at war, you're going to have a care about it. I understand that. Do I think America should get involved? Absolutely not. I do not think so. But you got to love the anti-Semites out there. Anything. Anything to hate Jews. Anything. Just say, just say that you're anti-Semites and stop hiding behind, you know, fake profiles. What are you scared of? The Jews? You scared of the Jews? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. Come on. Stop, stop hiding. Come out in the open with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you confused on it. how this kid came to the conclusion that he's going to set himself on fire for Palestine. For yeah. For what? Yeah. I. It's attention-seeking. Attention-seeking cloud-chasing. All right, we're going to take some of your calls, folks. We're going to open the phone lines. Let's get your views on this. Disagree with me? That's fine, too. You can call in. The number is 214-817-1689. Again, 214-817-1689. You disagree with me? Feel free to call and debate me today. I opened the phone lines today. I had some people say that you wouldn't debate. Phone lines are open. Feel free to call in and debate me on this topic. I, I welcome. I welcome the opportunity. Did you see this article about the... Uh, Transgender, uh, transgender Virginia State Senator Danica Rome storms out of the chamber. Did you see that one? It's got a call. Let's do it. Yeah. Get the beat. Yellow. Hello. Um, it's Jess, also known as Galaxy Seventy on Twitter. <laughs> What's going on, Jess? Hey, man, um, you know that I've spent more time than most white women have in that war, right? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, you know i got a little bit of things to say about Sparky. Um, Let first me hear of it. all, it, it's not mental illness. 
it's not mental illness. It's not everybody that says that. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that dude has not seen the ass end of a bullet, <laughs> nor has he heard the sonic boom when the bullet's coming up the side of your head. Yeah. Um, and he's so, so sorry for his family because they wanted that video of him proliferating his message. I he didn't has know been radicalized for a long time. Mm. Oh, absolutely. There's a quote unquote journalist. I don't know if you want to call him one. Uh, caller one that has been given permission to proliferate the video of him on the interweb. Mm. So, and most of these, these um, green bean warriors that are like, I'm a combat veteran, <laughs> never saw the other side of the wire anyway, so yeah. I wouldn't give a fuck of what they have to say. <laughs> um, There's a lot of them out there <laughs> virtue signaling like they are, though. It's just kind of like, well, I, I just I love know, the ones that have... I know, I yeah. know. They have to leave. That's why I put that in my Twitter post, like, as a combat veteran. It's like, like that means dick all. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Dude, I have been called some obscene parts of the pig over me saying, hey, later, Sparky. And that's my name for him. <laughs> I refuse to call him by his name. Yeah. Because he's going to be used as propaganda forever. And, you know, it's terrorism 101. And you know yeah. that I, you know my background. And yeah. for those of you listening and do not give a shit, um, I have 30 years in intelligence. I spent 15 years in those shitholes and those, you know, kid raping, woman beating shitholes. You've seen firsthand. You've seen firsthand what Muslim culture is like over there. Americans don't get it. This is and what they try and rationalize it as is saying that it's like it's we're we're adopting this position of just hating Muslims. Like, look, we've been in the culture where that is everything that they practice, they believe, they worship, they live, they die by this. And I'm I'm, we're trying to make the point of like you need to wake up and understand they want this forced on the global scale. They want this for every country. Exactly, and so. Absolutely. They want a global caliphate. And, and it's not just Muslims. Like, once the Shia or the Sunni kill each other, then or once they, they kill everybody else, then they're going to kill each other. Mm-hmm. That's so, what Iraq oh, was, yeah. Sunni, Shia, and, and Kurds. That's what people don't get. Yeah. Well, and, like, Hamas and Hezbollah get along right now, and then once they're done with everybody else, they'll kill each other. Yeah. Like, Iran is supporting Hamas, but mm-hmm. once they're done with them, they'll, they'll kill them. Yep. So, anyway, like, for example... Afghanistan is now again number one for female self-immolation because they did not allow divorce. And women, when we got there, were setting themselves on fire. Mm. And because of Trump and Biden, when we left, they started that again because, of course, they cannot get divorced again because we let women get jobs, become judges, and all this shit. Mm. So all these white women and all these neckbeards supporting all this shit they don't understand what they are supporting. They they literally do not. I mean, I have friends that were in the military that were judges that were teachers that were doing all these things that I don't hear from anymore. Mm. Why? Because we have stupid white people, and I apologize for this, we have stupid white people in this country, white supremacists that are on the libtard side yeah. that think they know better for everybody. I saw these activists and all this crap posting up all these pictures of does and and rainbows and happy Damn. people all over the country of, hey, we're, we're going to impose our lifestyle on you. We're going to we're gonna impose our democracy on you. We don't even have a democracy here. We're a constitutional republic. <clears throat> and I have been in no less than six countries we tried to put that bullshit into that does not work. You so kinda, it's kind of funny because... It in on your face, but it's kind of funny, though, when you see all the, like, the queers for Palestine and stuff like that, like protesting. It's like, we're queers for Palestine. You realize they, they chuck you off the buildings. Off the building. <laughs> it's, just like, yeah. it's like the cat protesting, the mouse protesting like, for the cat. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. 
Oh, my favorite story, though, is like some German guy went to go fight for ISIS, right? And they sat in that guy up, put lipstick on him, and gave him a wig and changed him to a bed. I mean, it, people do not understand that culture. They don't understand no. that Kandahar is San Francisco of, of, of Afghanistan. They don't understand they love Thursday. They don't understand any of this. Yeah. None of it. They don't understand Bakshi boys. They don't understand any of this stuff. They don't understand the child rape. They don't understand that Obama told us to look past it. They, they don't understand any of it. And they don't understand the culture that they are trying to get behind. Yeah. And I'm a woman and I did not deploy for a year and go home, dude. I was there mm-hmm. over and over and over. And oh, you saw how they the treat women over there. I got to know people. Oh, yeah. I knew women. I have women friends that I have not heard from in God since 2022. I don't know where they are, if they're alive. You know, I, I had chicks that work for me, like in security and stuff like that. I had women friends that, you know, I used to have dinner with and stuff. It, it, it is unfathomable. People don't even understand the reality of any of it. I'm, I'm friends with the first female Iraqi army officer, and she was a Kurd, and I haven't heard from her in five years. Oh, I hate so, that. So, yeah. people... You know, and hey, free Kurdistan. If we're going to free Palestine, where, where's anybody getting behind the Kurds? <laughs> no, let's let, let's talk about China. And let's talk about Africa. Let's talk about all the genocide that's going on over there that nobody says a freaking weird. word about. But then when it happens you know? to the Jews, and then it's like, oh my God, now we got to care about genocide if it involves oh, Jews. Hey. It's ridiculous. It's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it just, that's what I'm saying. It's like, all I these mean, virtue signaling veterans, it's like, oh my God, you know, this is such a horrible thing. It's like, how long have the Chinese been freaking committing the veterans genocide? veterans are going to get behind anything. Yeah. If the veterans are going to get behind anything, they should get behind the Kurds because we have screwed the Kurds yeah. over and yeah. over and over again. When we left Iraq, we screwed them We're over hard. We're from all these workers in Europe. Yep. In 91 and in 07 and again this last time, yep. we have screwed the Kurds hard. I agree. So why aren't these Kurds getting on their putting their trinkets on and, and getting their green bean permanent coffee cup out and going, <laughs> hey, free the Kurds, man. Yeah. Just, it just pisses me off, and I'm sorry I filibustered your podcast. Oh, you're good. <laughs> just be, you're you, good. Know, you know that I am the number one railer against liberal white supremacy, dude. Neckbeard and their 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 latte shirt rings for <laughs> you know 400 pound white chicks with nose rings, but dude, I know, they're annoying. This, you saw this yesterday with like Winsome Sears when she called that that fucking dude. Um, sir in the Senate and all these little white chicks. Oh, don't, don't talk about it. We're going to talk about it in the show next. That, that, that oh article's coming up. Don't talk about it yet. I haven't talked about it in the show. That's so, literally the next article I got coming up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you what's for your, your call. Uh, what's your Twitter? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I feel a bustard on yeah, your you're show. Good. You're good. What's your Twitter handle again? Josh oh. wants to know. I don't remember off the top. I remember your profile picture. It's, it's at G-A-L-X-E-Y 70 there's a whole story to that. It combines like a bunch of my ex-husband's last name. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Thank you so much for your call. But anyway, um, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to keep the phone lines open. I've got another article here sent to me. It says, this is from The Guardian, U.S. airman who burned himself to death at Israeli embassy had anarchist ties. Aaron Bushnell also grew up in a strict religious sect, the community of Jesus, whose members would often join the military. Ah. That's like, I don't know how the phrasing is on that one. A uniformed airman who burned himself to death in protest over the U.S. is... Okay. 
Bush no. She had a free Palestine before. Yeah, we already knew all this. Let's take some more calls. Taking your calls, folks. You disagree? Hey, I welcome people that disagree with me. Come on the show. Come on and debate me. Um, Bushnell did not mention anything uh, violent or self-sacrificial during the... Okay. Less than two weeks before the episode, Bushnell and a friendly uh, friend spoke by phone about what sacrifices were needed for them to be effective as anarchists. He was an anarchist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Weird how that works. Anarchist, yeah. Start at the beep. Yellow. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How goes it? Hey, listen, honey, baby. Don't make fun of my voice, please, anyways. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so out of breath. Anyways, by the way, this isn't Cobalt Chili. This is his competition. And if you hang up the, you know, the phone, you're a bastard, okay? Goodbye. <laughs> just, okay. It's like, don't give me an ultimatum. I'll take it. Like, <laughs> Josh looked right at me as soon as he was saying that with his finger over the hangout or the, the end of the call button. I'm like, yeah, do it. Okay. If you end this call, you're a boster. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. There's only one hobo chili. Stop it. Stop this. Stop this nonsense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, what they needed to be, what sacrifices they needed to be good anarchists, to be good anarchists. Uh, the the good, you know what a good anarchist is? The same as a good communist. Helicopter ride with a sudden drop. There you go. Anarchists. Show me one country that has survived on anarchy. It doesn't work. Hmm. He also sent the friend a copy of his will, the newspaper added. In the will, Bushnell gave his pet cat to a neighbor and root beers in his fridge to the friend. <laughs> uh, I realize I'm about to set myself on fire, but hey, the root beers, they're all yours, buddy. Got another call coming in. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I hear the Air Force is recruiting again. <laughs> Yellow. Hello. Hello. What's going on? Just taking calls, man. What's going on with you? Oh, nothing. Just sitting in my dad's basement, drinking coffee, listening to 80s breakdance music, and, uh, you know, just talking on your live chat about Iranian naval commandos from the 80s and whatnot, you know. Okay. Another day. Okay. So what's on your mind? Not much. What are you guys talking about today? I kind of just jumped in there yeah, and right. uh, didn't really uh, know what you guys were talking about. So, all right, goodbye. <laughs> what is this like the social? I'm like, hey, what you what you doing there? Eh, just sitting there. What are you uh, wearing? What are you wearing? They didn't know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna call in and try and take up your time to you know you, you explain it to me. The fuck, <laughs> the guys in the chat, yeah, stop, all right. stop it. All right, so the article I was referring to prior to this, um, this is hilarious if you haven't seen this. Um, transgender Virginia State Senator Danica Roam storms out of chamber after she was called sir by State Lieutenant Winsome Sears, who's an up-and-coming GOP star. Um, <laughs> let's actually watch it. Let's watch this play out. Hold on, we got we got to click on the Twitter thing here. This is, oh, I'm so looking forward to this. Yes. I love these. Hold on. Madam President, how many votes will be would it take uh, to pass this bill with the emergency clause? That would be four fifths, Senator. 
And to what would be the exact number for that, uh, Madam President? Yes, sir, that would be 32. The question is, shall the bill pass? Those in favor of that motion will record their votes aye. Those opposed, no. After she said, sir, I guess the uh, the congressman or the uh, representative like uh, just walked away from the podium. Are the senators ready to vote? Have all the senators... I am not here to upset anyone. I am here to do the job that the people of Virginia have called me I love to her. do. I love her. And that is to treat everyone with respect and dignity. I myself have at times not been afforded that same respect and dignity. But in this body, and as long as I am president of the Senate, and by the grace of God, I will be treated with respect and dignity, and I will treat everyone else with respect and dignity. Oh my God! I like you gotta her love her. Hmm? I like her. I too. like her. Yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, Senator Rowan can be heard asking Madam President how many votes. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, you know, Lieutenant Governor replied, "Yes, sir. That'll be thirty-two, causing Senator Rome to leave the chamber." You're a dude. I I don't. You know, it's no different than somebody that puts a wig on or some cat ears on and says, "I prefer to be called cat now." No, I'm not going to. You know, and I think this is a very big mistake the likes of Shapiro and many of us made um, a few years ago. It was this idea of like, you know, out of respect, I'll, I'll call you by your preferred thing, just out of respect, but I don't agree with it. And I think that was a grave mistake. We should never have done it. It should have been like, I reject this false reality that you're trying to force on the people. I refuse to participate in this because all this is doing out of respect. And this is what I'm talking about, that enabling behavior. It's like a spirit, this enabling effeminate spirit. And this is not just towards a sex. This is a spirit all in itself. It's a, it's a, a mental disorder, if you will. It is this enabling feeling of saying that, well, look, out of respect for you, I don't want to cause an issue. So I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to like push my standards away a little bit and I'll, I'll compromise. So, you know what? I'll respect your pronouns because that's what you want to be called. But all it is that you're actually doing is showcasing enabling behavior that is going to elicit more lines being crossed on your side. They're going to continue to push the narrative. We saw this with the LGBT. The same things happen now. First, it was a normalization of transgender individuals. And then, was, was that it? No. Now it's, well, now we have trans kids. The line didn't stop. It kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And this is where we're at now. They want to have pornography in schools for children. Castrations for little boys. This is insanity. This I, is nuts. I'd say it's 100% a mental disorder. 100%. Yeah. It's, if, you're, if you're a man mm-hmm. and you think you're a woman. Yeah. It's a disorder. Yeah. It's a disorder. It's a disorder. And this is not normal because these types of people want to live in this society, this hedonistic based society that whatever I say is the truth. If I want to say that I'm a woman, that I'm a woman. Well, I've got a dick and some balls that say you're not a woman. You're a man. That's the way it works. You don't get to just reject reality and substitute your own because it just doesn't make you feel good. That's a you problem. That's not a me problem. And if you don't like that, I personally don't care. But I'm not going to use preferred pronouns. I'm not going to use your preferred gender. I'm going to call you what you look like. And I'm sorry, but these fruitcakes, this, this, whatever the hell this thing is that got elected, that does not look like a woman. That looks like something out of a, um, 
She looks like he's dressed like a witch. He's dressed like a witch. It's like something he's out a of witch. a it's like a Munsters <laughs> character or a, something from the Adams family. Mrs. Thing or something. I don't know. Uh yeah. Mr. Thing. Uh, what this thing is. I don't I, I don't care. I'd F me. It's so, so hard. All right, we're opening up the phone lines again, folks. You feel free to call in. All right, enough with the shenanigans. If you have actually something to say, call in. If you don't, stop freaking wasting my time on this because I'm getting tired of the freaking trolling people. I'm just gonna start blocking your numbers, all it's gonna come down to. If you have something to actually say that contributes to it, let's hear your opinion on this one. Because if we keep getting these stupid people, it's just it's gonna waste my time. And I'm not here for that. Of course, now everybody's gonna do it. It's just that's like the rules of the internet. Don't tell people what you don't want to have happen because then they'll freaking do it. Uh, you would think lighting yourself on fire in front of a Jewish establishment would be a form of solidarity and not want to protest. <laughs> like a menorah. That was from you to Reamer. <laughs> uh, attempting to use something that was done towards the Jews to protest the Jews. That's kind of ironic, I guess. <laughs> I love you. He's a good dude. Yellow. Yellow. Damn, we lost him. I'm sure the phone's blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Taking your calls today, folks. Yellow. Afternoon, guys. How you doing? What's going on, man? So my question for you is, how big of a role do you think the Israeli conflict and Ukrainian conflict is going to affect the upcoming elections? Oh, that's I'll a great that. question. I don't want to add too much to it. You've already had too much nonsense coming. No, 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 no. Great question, line. man. Well, if you got, if you want to expand on that, feel free. That's a very good question. <clears throat> Dude, where, where do you think, like scale-wise, like we know the border is going to be the number one probably, mm-hmm. right, followed by the economy. So mm-hmm. where do you think, these multiple conflicts are going to come into play? You know, it's, it's a good question because honestly, I think that when you have conservatives like Speaker Mike Johnson or these Republicans or so they claim to be that ran on this ticket or support this, this movement of MAGA of Make America Great Again, America First Nationalism, which I am not against America First Nationalism. In fact, I'm actually in very much support of that. And that's not white nationalism. That's just nationalism in general, saying that American interests come before foreign interests. Because why? We are citizens of America. America has to be the most paramount um, issues that, that we tackle within America. But I think right now what we've seen, though, is you've got these people like Mike Johnson, McCarthy, the Romneys, the McConnells, the rest of these people that are not representing true conservative um, values. And they're they're kind of getting us involved in these foreign conflicts through these these supporting of the EU, NATO, things like that. And not so much as just the support, but the over support. We pay so much. We do so much. It's like we're doing all of the heavy lifting. So in terms of the upcoming election, you know, I think Republican, boomer Republicans are in favor of the of the war in Ukraine and the war in Russia. I think a lot of Democrats are in favor of the war in Ukraine. I don't really think Democrats support so much the war in Israel and in Gaza because I think they're more on the Palestinian side because of propaganda and the nonsense they believe. But uh, as far as the elections go, I, I, I can't answer that. I, I think that's that's up to the individuals. I don't think... Um, I think what you said is correct as far as I think the border is going to be the biggest issue that people are really because they're, they're already focusing on it. Yeah. You know, Joe Biden's focusing on it. I think the Israel-Ukraine thing is kind of taking a backseat because... 
it's going to be like Israel's going to go the way of Ukraine in a sense of after this goes on for a year or two years, it's no longer going to make headlines. People are going to stop caring. The outrage is going to go away. You'll have a lot of protesters go back home to the basements to keep drinking their dad's coffee and stuff and, you know, crying about the, the genocide. So I think it's going to serve like um, a third or fourth positioning and, and what people are voting for, quite honestly. But that that's me speculating, man. I can't give like a, an honest saying like this is the this is the truth. It's just my opinion on that. But what do you think on it? Uh, I'd, I'd say I'm probably in about the same boat. I think it's going to be in the top five, but if, if it is, it's going to be like that bottom, you know, we don't really, I, I agree in the sense that we don't need to be involved in the conflict. So for me, it, it's not really a big concern unless it comes up where, uh, Nikki Haley's talking about, well, your sons and daughters are going to go fight in Russia. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, same. So and, same. unless it's just someone straightforward like that, I think it's going to be more of an issue amongst young people who have been brainwashed like this poor guy that yeah. decided to light up. I agree. I fully so, agree. I fully agree. Great point, man. Appreciate your call. Thank you. So we've got some, we got some people in the chat that disagree. Said John Burke supports Redcoats. Floor Patriot, call in. Call in. What do you want me to say that I want to hear? Call in debate. You want to talk shit in the comments, then call in. I don't even know what you're referring to. Like John Burke supports redcoats. What are, what are these redcoats? What are these, these metaphorical redcoats you're talking about? What does calling on do? You see exactly. Now you're being a little bitch. It's one thing to sit there and just type it. And you won't even come on to debate. If you don't even have the balls to call in a debate, then shut up. I can't stand. Take, say more calls. Let's make it a call in day. Screw it. Get the beat. Yellow. Oh, hello there, sailor. <laughs> God, here we go. Here we Hi. Go. Hey, oh, no, no. Hey, hey, it's, it's me, um, Hobo. Um, <laughs> I, may expected I, be, it. May, I expected may I, it. Yeah. How that's, are you guys? That, that's the you only one. You have earned your place in the show where if you call in, it's fair Ooh. game. But now I've got these copycat Fabulous. hobo chili wannabes. It's like, okay, I ain't got time for this. I, I don't know. Have to, there's only one hobo. I know. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm just a nobody. So, but hey, you're like an avid friend of the show. Like what are you talking called? about? You're like, you're like our freaking, um, oh, what's his face? The Bob and Tom show. Oh, Jesus Christ. The guy that just passed. Um, oh, what's his name? I swear to God. Don and Biker. Don Biker, man. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I just wanted to reiterate the, the all Israel Palestine thing. Yeah. I have no dog in the fight, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, I'm only saying this as a father. I have a 16 year old son who was actually who contemplated joining the military. Mm. I don't want him to go off and die. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. And, and you know, I, I was I'm also a veteran, but yeah. I wear it on my chest. I was a rear echelon pogue. I was a cook. So I mean, I don't. You know, I have no. I, I'm not a combat veteran, even though I served in Afghanistan, Bosnia, and Kosovo. Hobo Chili is a fucking cook. That. You're a cook. Yeah, I was. A, I, I had no idea you were like, a dietitian specialist. <laughs> I yeah, had no idea yeah. you were in a vet. I was in the army. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was eight years regular. Yeah, but oh damn. But again, you. I'm just long. Long story short, I just like I said, I I have no I have no problem with the the Jews. The Jews. And I have no problem with the Hajis. I mean, excuse me, the uh, Muslim. <laughs> so you know. You know, I, I, like I said, I just, I speak as a father yeah. and I'm sure there's a lot of people in the chat that think the same thing. I don't want my child to go off to some foreign land 
to die. I'm sorry. I'm done with the fucking the 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 the, the foreign wars. I'm done with just being America's America being the police force. Yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm done. I just want us to worry about our people. What does you know? it make you think? So, as a father with a military age son now. When you, you hear Nikki Haley say things like that, or when Chuck Schumer says, if we don't get the aid, then it's going to be Americans over there fighting, or when Zelensky says we need American troops, you know, I, you as a veteran, you, you of all people know and recognize that it, all it takes is one signature, one vote, and we're in it. And then it means you're going. Your children are going to go fight and they're going to go die for these forever wars in the Middle East that do not concern America to the extent that these politicians want us to believe it does. How does that make you feel as a father? Yeah. John, honestly, uh, and I, I, this sounds very cringe, but I feel like putting on a Hawaiian shirt and a plate carrier, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's what it makes me feel like. And I'm yeah, just being yeah, straight up with yeah, you. Yeah. It's just, I'm getting, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't need to hold you up. Oh, you're good, you're good. Other people call in and no, you're yeah, good. but I just, like I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it. I, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. you're the same way. I'm sure Josh is the same way. And this is the thing. We can all disagree on political views sometimes, but we're having a conversation and that is important, you yeah. know? And, and again, I, I, I'm not a liberal. I'm more of a constitutionalist like yourself. And I'm just, I'm tired of people telling us. And, and let me ask you, will Nikki Haley will, well, yeah, I don't know about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lindsey Graham, the most yeah. eligible bachelor. Uh, <laughs> you know, gay. he doesn't have any kids. I think he's gay. You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do think, think he's gay. I think, I, honestly, I think he dresses up like uh, the, the chick from Gone with the Wind with the fucking collapsible oh, fan yeah. with some blacks around. I do declare, Brent, I say, we should commit more <laughs> troops to Ukraine. Surprised he's like, hadn't got whacked. Oh, my stars and goddess. <laughs> Great. He's, he's another one of those. He's, you know, the previous caller had a really good point, though. He talked about, like, where do you think the Ukraine-Israel war is going to position in the terms of elections? Like, well, Republicans are no different than Democrats on this one. We've got boomer representation in Congress. Yeah. They're all in favor of sending, like, Mike Johnson, the first thing he does after Lindsey Graham throws a wrench in the machine and says, well, let's hope we get for a good. I mean, we shake the magic eight ball, and this is the result that we get. Yeah. It's literally a McCarthy 2.0 because the first thing Johnson talks about is, okay, yeah. first order of business. Support Ukraine and Israel. It's like, dude, what the hell happened to America where's first? Where's checkbook? Yeah, where's the checkbook? Yeah. Let's just write up yeah. more taxpayer money. Let's print more money. It's just blowing my mind, dude. It's hey, blowing you, my mind. Did, did you see that video? With, uh, whatever. Uh, Zelensky, he looked high as fuck yeah. when they were doing the interview with him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, that dude's partying uh, it up over that, there. Right? He's partying yeah. it up. I mean, yeah. my God, some yeah. of his ministers were busted with like $40 million. And stolen money and assets. Yeah. It's like you think he's not getting a cut of that? Absolutely he is. And that's what I love about well, this. Like Ukraine being one of the on. most, one of the most corrupt, if not the most corrupt country in the world. And that's like, well, you know what? Like Paul yeah. Rand Paul was like, we're sending them money with no benchmarks, no oversight, nothing. And it's like, well, it's free for you know, all. Yeah, let's just let's just hope they do the right thing with with your money, your money that you earn. Yeah. Let's hope they're doing the right thing. And then he comes out and says, We've only lost thirty thousand yeah. casualties in this war. It's like bullshit. Bullshit. You've lost way more than that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Exactly. Well, I will let you guys go. And uh, it was nice chatting with you both. And uh, have a nice day. Later, brother. Appreciate the call. Taking more of your calls today, folks. 
Uh, feel free to call in. Uh, I love this. This dude, like, I banned him from the dry mute of the chat for, like, the rest of the stream because it's like, he's talking shit, and it's like, come in and debate. It's like, what good is that going to do? And then he's just like, then I mute him. It goes back, stop banning people from the chat. It's un-American. It's like, that's actually very American. It's the First Amendment. You have the right to speak whatever kind of nonsense you want on your page, but if you're not going to nut up, I don't want you here. So welcome to freedom. It works two ways. That just shows a massive, you know, misunderstanding of the First Amendment. Yeah, it does. It does. It really does. It really does. Standing by. I will start at the beep. Yellow. 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 Hey, it's uh, North Star. How's it going? What up, brother? Hey, it's another day in the neighborhood, you know? Yep. Uh, so with this, uh, I guess he's an airman that went up in smoke. Uh... The dude walking around without a hat, and then he throws his, the, I guess, kerosene or gas on himself, and then yeah. puts his hat on and lights up. Mm -hmm. And then people roast him, and people are like, uh, why are you roasting a vet? And it's like, vet. do you not get that <laughs> vets roast vets? <laughs> Ouch. But, uh, you know, being, being an Air Force retired veteran, uh, yeah, I've seen the I've seen the downfall of the Air Force since I would say 2004. I mm -hmm. joined in '97, so I got to see the downtime of Operation Southern Watch, Northern Watch, where we were just babysitting airspace in Iraq, mm. and then I got to see the fun stuff after 9/11. So you know, going to Afghanistan, going to Iraq, and being in Bagram and Balad and, you know, we're dodging rocket attacks and mortar attacks and all that crap. Yeah. Which was funny because when we were in Iraq, they, uh, <laughs> they, they lobbed a rocket at us and, uh, ended up hitting the prison and killing their own, which was funny as shit. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you dumb bitches. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, <sighs> I, I don't know if you ever been to Bagram. It, oh yeah. You, the base, the base, you know the base is like in a bowl. Yeah. You're surrounded by mountains. And and landmines, too. And like, like Soviet-era landmines. Yeah. And remember getting those we classes? We got the Snoopies, you know. Yeah. And the, the Snoopies up in the air, you know, watching the village. And these guys are lob lobbing rockets at us. And I would say 75% of them hit off base. So basically, they just shot right over the base. Yeah. And I'm like... What the hell? They, well, they've lived here for how long and they can't aim for shit. You still can't get it right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they're using like but PVC it, pipes, stuff with ice to like launch these rockets after they're not there. So it's kind of like, I get what you're saying. Like I saw that so many different times where it was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, if you guys really, uh, I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about there. And it was, anyway, what, what what's your point? What you, what you want to call it about? But on this guy, uh, I don't know if he was reservist, active duty, but I'm pretty sure he's a noner anyway. Uh, I guess noner in my terms would be Pogue in y'all's terms. Mm, okay. Like a dude that literally he, he epitomizes the, the, the chair force uh, stereotype. I think he was a software because, developer or something like, like that in Army or, excuse me, in the Air Force. I, I'd read articles about this and – 
you know, he was, he was like a developer and he did some back end stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it wasn't, and I'm not trying to knock those that are not trigger pullers. Of course, everything, every cog in the machine is needed, but I, I get the point that you're trying to make there that, yeah, this guy was not a frontline fighter. Oh no. I, and, you know, me personally, I, you know, I never went outside the wire. My, my butt was, uh, I was bombed to bullets and, and missiles. You yeah. know, I, I was the one loading the planes and sending them up. But, which is uh, just as important. So yeah. we, we kind of, Huh? So, which is just as important. Everything, everything works together. Oh yeah, because you know we 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 got to make sure those those planes can uh, drop when they need to, especially when it comes to CAS or something like that. You don't yep. want to you, you don't want to uh, an F sixteen twenty mil, you know, not hitting in the right spot. You know, yeah, <laughs> that that would not be fun. But or a, a bomb not dropping and arming. And yeah. then next thing you know, you're they're using it against you. Yep. But uh, no, this, I saw the decline. Like I said, I was seeing the decline back in 2004. Mm. You know where the mil- where the Air Force was really getting that stereotype of like people calling each other by their first name. Yeah. Just being all kinds mm-hmm. of crap, and it, it, it just seeing the different little, I guess, seminars or training yeah. that we had to go Briefings. through all the years. Yeah, it, it, you just saw the pol- the politicizing of the military over the years, and the Air Force. I seen, I think, just had the worst of it in the indoctrination. Oh yeah, part. well, it's through the and, officer corps. Yeah, because I retired. Yeah, I retired in 2017, and uh, it wasn't long after I retired. You know, some of my mobile troops were telling me they're like. Yeah, now we got to go to trans sensitivity training and all this crap. And yep. I'm like, I'm glad I retired when I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right. it was, it was like that, like when I was in the 101st, every time somebody would commit suicide, it'd be suicide training and prevention. Everybody have to go to like a six hour PowerPoint brief to the point where it made you want to commit suicide. It's like, this is stupid. It's like, I'm sorry. Why do I have to sit here and deal with this? Because ultimately the military handled it wrong. It was more so that all we're going to do, and thank you for your call, by the way, I appreciate that. <clears throat> all we're going to do is continuously put the spotlight on suicide, suicide, suicide. Like if I say, if I say the color red 20 times in a row, and then I say, but stop thinking of the color red. Well, what do you think they're going to think of? That's, that's all you've indoctrinated into them. It's like, Hey guys, suicide, 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 suicide. So you're going to go to a brief. Every time somebody commits suicide, you got to go sit through a PowerPoint when you're like, look, you know, that's not me. And I think we, we stopped playing by big boy rules. And I feel like as an American society, the military reflects that. And now it's like we have an organization whose main objective is to kill the enemies of America. That's why you don't unleash them unless it's absolutely necessary. That very same organization is now like a mom and pop corporation. I'm sorry. That's not what the army, it's not what the military is for. We're not sitting there, we're, you know, our, our, our MO is not to hand out lollipops and win the hearts and minds. But unfortunately, somewhere along the lines... That was the the new norm, but these they're very same people. It's just it's so aggravating and annoying to me that we have to sit there and do all these stupid briefings. The trans inclusion. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. People are tired of it. In fact, I'm sitting here in front of an article from um, Fox News. This is the U.S. Army is cutting force by 24,000 amid recruiting shortfalls. Five percent of Army jobs slashed are mainly in positions that are already empty. Yeah, uh, the U.S. Army struggles with recruitment. The service is cutting its force by 24,000 in a restructuring that says it will help the service fight in future wars. 
I think you need bodies to help you fight in future wars. And right now you don't have the bodies because people have no confidence in the military, have no confidence in this Biden administration. They are genuinely worried, like Hobo called in. They're genuinely worried about a war in Israel. They're worried about a war in Ukraine. Biden and the rest of them, even the neocon boomer Republicans, they're on the same side as Democrats on this one, except for Israel. Democrats don't want to support Israel, whereas the Republicans do. But either way, it's both sides supporting foreign wars. And I'm sitting here saying we have no business getting involved in. We've done enough. We've given Israel enough. They have what they need. Yeah. All we should be doing is saying, hey, we support their right to self-defense. Whatever they do with Palestine, that's on y'all. Because here's the deal. Iran sanctioned that hit. Iran helped them train. Uh, Yemen, same thing. Hezbollah is helping them out. So you've got a united, you've got a united front of basically terrorist organizations over there going against Israel, prior to them violating the ceasefire. But then when Israel wants to retaliate and start murdering you by the bushels, then, then you have an issue with this. No, I am tired of this victim blaming. It's over. If they want to murder each other for generations to generations because of religious differences, that's their business. Not ours. Have no problem saying, ah, you deal with that over there. We don't want it over here. But don't sit there and pearl clutch to me when Israel goes over there and gives Hamas a taste of its own medicine. You murdered innocent Israel civilians. If the same thing happens in Gaza, so be it. That's war. That's why you should not. You should not have done that. You think that that's what I love about these idiots out there. You think there's fairness in war? You think there's rules? You think there's laws? Well, number one, the Muslims respect no rules or laws. They do whatever they got to do to win. So if Israel, if the Jews do it, suddenly it's like, oh my God, you want them to, uh, to live by standards, but then you don't apply the same standards towards the likes of Hamas, the likes of ISIS. Have you seen what they did to them on October 7th? They butchered them like cattle. So you'll raped the women me. right there. Raped the women. Stole uh, the children. Unless that's all fake footage. That's hard to fake. That's <laughs> I mean, hard. But you know what? I did see a lot of faking from Gaza. Yeah. I saw a lot of fake victim actors out there. That same dude, that same young kid, yeah. oh, 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 does this video dance around with an AK-47, and then not like five days later, <laughs> crying as the rockets are just nailing his ass. It's like, dude, you fucked around and you found out. So I'm, I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for it. And it loves like, well, Israel's got blood on its hands too. Oh, I'm sure they do. But that's not my responsibility. That's a you problem. Yep. That is a you problem. So uh, almost 5% of jobs cut will mostly affect posts that have remained empty and not actual soldiers, according to an army, army document published Tuesday. Oh, I'm sure. The army is not asking current soldiers to leave as the army builds back. And <laughs> I love the phrasing of this. It's like, we're just cutting jobs that we couldn't find people to fill. So we're not firing soldiers, but we're strengthening the force. What are you strengthening it with? You're like you're you're taking losses of recruitments and people. If you've listened to the show, like the, we are at a 50 year low. I don't know if you knew this or not. We are at a 50 year recruitment low. Not even the army. Now the Marines were up. Their recruitment numbers were up. Why? I have no idea. I, I think you just have to have a different mindset to join the Marines, right? I, I think so too. Yeah. Marines want to kill. Yeah. Well, at least they used to. I don't know if they've changed the core, but the Marines are like we're ready to kill. They're just, that's what I love about that warrior culture. It's like, they don't care. It's like, bro, you tell us the point, we'll go take it out. I love that. You yeah. have to have that in the military. But now you've got like this woke nonsense of like, I can't shoot him. He's too beautiful. Oh. Look at those eyes. Look at those eyes behind that schmeg. It's so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Marines are fucking murderers. You want them to be murdered. You want, it's kind of like a lawyer. It's like, that guy's an asshole, but he's yeah. my asshole. Yeah. That's what Marines were. Now, I don't know if they've changed. I probably, I imagine they have. 
Even the woke non-PC nonsense has probably affected the core as well. The Army's gone full-on corporation. The Army is a, it's a big... It's, the Army is Disney World now at this point. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, taking more of your calls, folks. Uh, why don't we get any uh, dissenting voices from the chat? Like Everybody loves talking shit in the chat, but nobody wants to call in. The lines are open, folks. The lines are open. You can call in anytime. Most of the jobs being slashed related to counterinsurgency positions that grew during the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan but are not in high demand today. Are you kidding me? <laughs> really? We get involved in Iraq or we get involved in freaking these, oh, these foreign wars. You're bringing these jobs right back. I mean, how much of like the military did they slash as far as tank? I think they cut like tanks out of the Marine Corps. They sliced, uh, they slashed reconnaissance units in the army. They did away with a lot. It's like, you're going to need these guys in a future war. You might not want to do that. It's we'll crazy. Start at the beat. Yellow. Yo. What's Yo. Up? What's going on, bro? Hey, I uh, just wanted to uh, talk about the, uh, that issue with that uh, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Or with that. So overall, I feel, you know, I do feel bad for, you know, the kid, you know, mm-hmm. going out like that. Right. It is what it is. But overall, if he did it in uniform, which mm-hmm. you know you don't do shit in the uniform, yeah. right? Yeah. So that that in itself is a big statement that <clears throat> reflects on our country as a whole, mm-hmm. or how we're basically how we. It reflects on how we're raising our kids, or how we're you know how we're how are the military handling their their uh, service members, but it also goes back to the you know the kids and the families and shit. Yeah. But what a lot of people, I think, a lot of people don't realize don't look into is that we've been at war since 2000 what 2003 2001 was afghanistan yeah yeah so that's we've been fighting two campaigns and i don't know if you heard that statement of the military is the uh only one percent of the population Mm -hmm. serves the military Mm -hmm. so with that being said those numbers were different back in vietnam back in Korea back in World War II or one, those numbers were higher. More people were serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got drafted. More, yeah. uh, well, they drafted, but more people will. The wars were more direct. Or, yeah. You know, you go, once you're done in Germany, Serbia, you came home. Yeah. Done in Korea, you came home. That was it. It was done. <laughs> yeah. Vietnam, same thing. These ones, yeah. it's less people fighting, more spread out. And once you're done with those two, simultaneous wars now there's a, a, a yep. basically a psychological war at home yep. with our media with our politics so it's not only stressing our military you know physical or yeah. their numbers but it's also stressing the military you know <laughs> mentally at home the, the psychological because we're not you know we're not we don't have any troops anywhere that i mean we do but yeah you know, where if most of the people are here. Yeah, not an amassing of conventional no, forces anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You make a really good point there that I think yeah. a lot of people don't realize is that, and I am by no means, and I know you weren't either, of trying to compare like Iraq and Afghanistan to like Vietnam and World War II and Korea. But the, the notion or the basis of what you're saying is that like our, our, our military, it's like you go over there and you do a tour. And a lot of dudes had really bad times over there and you come back 
and you're going right back, like maybe six months to a year later. So it's not like how it was in olden days where, and this is just to educate civilians that are listening. It's like you, if you stay in, you're good to do multiple tours. It's not like a one and done and you're out because that's also back when they were drafting people. So you got to get drafted. You go through the training, go do your bid and you come home if you make it out alive. Here, it's like if you if you choose to enlist in the service, you're going to continue going on these these deployments as long as you stay in if your unit comes down on orders to, to go. So now you're putting a lot of pressure and strain I think at one point when I was in, I want to say it was like 2008 or nine, they said about, was it like 85% of the army's NCO Corps had at least at minimum two combat tours in Iraq. That's a lot. Like that is a lot yep. in, in the grand scheme of things. But now you're talking to dudes that have like four combat tours. Like my God, that's insane. It, it, I feel like it's kind of like it should, there should have been rules like two and done two at max and you're done. Like, it's just like, it's too much rotate to a different role that like takes you out of the combat scenarios. Because I can tell you right now, I did four and a half years and I'm kind of like, bro, I know I'm fucked in the head. I know there's times that it's like, I'm a little too calloused emotionally on some things, but I feel like that's what my experiences have forced me into because you see how bad humanity can be. You see how these people treat each other and you don't want to see that hit American shores. So it forces you to take kind of like the patent approach of like, if they're the enemy, then bulldoze them off the map. I don't care because that's what I'm, I keep trying to tell people. Like if Netanyahu says, if we were allowed, if we allowed a two state solution and say like you did get rid of Hamas out of Gaza, you think that's going to be permanent? It's like Trump would have said, we've destroyed ISIS. ISIS is back with a vengeance, baby. This is, these are religious ideologies tied into political ideologies you will never completely destroy or eliminate these groups they will come back so rather than trying to say like you know we've we've uh you know we've we've radiated the cancer out of that part of your body you know it could come back versus like hey um we could make sure that you'd always be cancer free if we eliminated that part of your body it's like well you know what sometimes you got to cut the cancer out and a lot of civilians don't want to come to that level of honesty because in that it basically means that well, it's not going to be fair. People are going to lose their homes. They're going to be forced into eggs. And I was like, this is true. But how many lives is it going to save in the grand scheme of things? And people don't want to see that because you're speculating. Like, this is just, this is a, uh, you know, you don't know that for sure. It's like, no, I kind of do. Because how long has this conflict been going on in Israel? A long time. This is a, a generational thing. And it's like, this is not going to end. Once the ceasefire happens, someone's going to violate it. I mean, my God, it's... It, it's, it's just that's why I'm like, bro. I'm I'm just ready for us to be done with it. But and you know how people are over there, right? They're, you're not gonna fucking. I mean, maybe the young kids you could convince them into buying Xboxes and fucking <laughs> listening to gangster rap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Do what America young, does: fatten them up shit. and make them lazy. Yeah, and then bitch about capitalism. I mean, their old their 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 way of life is is ingrained in them for centuries and centuries. Yeah, and we'd be more fucking stupid if we think we're going to go over there and make them be like, oh, you could go to, you could all live together and be happy together and we're all live what they got coming. That's, that's not our role, number one. Yeah, and, true. Because we don't, we shouldn't be telling them what the fuck to do. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. And exactly. if, if they live like shit, mm-hmm. if they do break, because, you know, I understand what you're saying about rape and they do rape mm-hmm. boys and the women and it's just fucked up. That's what they but do. There's, there's other country. We're not, you know, we're not that we're the United States where you're over here for a reason there. And there's a billion other, or not, but there's other countries that can get involved that don't do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, I know. You know, I, or yeah, they, they you know, that's, <laughs> it doesn't matter what, what we do. It doesn't matter what we do. We go there and fucking level everything. 
and there'll still be some something a remnant because it's you know older than we probably can think of that religion and so it's no it's no point of wasting time or yeah. wasting our efforts and but yeah well, I mean, if we haven't learned two points to what you just said here, the first one being is if we haven't learned from the last 20 years, I mean, were you, uh, what branch were you? Army. Okay. So you remember the army center for lessons learned how they stood that up and that was supposed to help us with the mistakes made in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's like, I think it'd been around since like Vietnam yeah. and it's like, but nobody paid any attention to it. It was just kind of one of those things of like, Hey, this is actually a good program that we could actually compile a lot of information into. It's like, let's not make this mistake again, but we didn't go by it. So the army has a history, a good track record of saying, we keep doing the same things wrong over and over and over again. So it's kind of like the whole definition of insanity. And the second point though, as far as like, I liked how you said that it's not our business to go over there and dictate to them how they're supposed to live. And I could not agree with you more. That is not America's role. So when people talk about like everyone deserves freedom, no, that's not true. A society deserves freedom that is willing to fight and die in order to, uh, to have it. And then also to preserve and protect it. If these societies instead want to go more of a, you know, a theocratic dictatorship, then that's their prerogative. That's how they want to run their country. So be it. That should not involve us. But as far as changing generational um, culture, if you will. Let's take, for example, in America in the 1960s, the Jim Crow South. This was generations of racism, indoctrinating racism into Dixie Democrats and like that. Like, even to this day, you still have a lot of racism in America. You have, you know, it's as long as there's ignorance, there will be racism. So it's like, if you can't even get racism out of the South, if you can't get racism out of America, how are you going to get like religious um, extremism out of the Middle East when that's all you're surrounded by? Because here in America, you have those that want to combat and counter racism, which is great and it's it's wonderful. I was like, but over there, it's like free reign to hate the Jews, hate the blacks, hate the homosexuals. They don't care. There's nobody sitting there with this this ruler of morality saying, no, that's wrong. They don't do that. They encourage this. So how elitist of it, of, of Americans to go over there and assume that we are going to change this culture that has been this way for generations upon generations. It's very, very pompous. It's very arrogant. And we lost 8,000, over 8,000 good men and women in trying to accomplish this. So when I look at Israel, when I look at Ukraine, I see that's a GWAT 2.0. The Russian war has been going on for two years now. Israel and Palestine has been going on for a very, very long time. So I'm, I'm kind of sitting here saying, look, if we poke our finger in this, we're getting involved. And it's just like the boomer neocons want us. Like Lindsey Graham is loving him some more hawking. As soon as Iran does something, Bob, Iran, get into it, Iran. I said, Jesus, dude, are you going to go fight? Nope. That's what it's a way it kills me about this stuff. But I think it's too easy to sit there and say, yeah, we should do something. But with somebody else's kids, you know, I just think it's a, a way for them to make money. Oh, for sure. That's all it is. For sure. It's like a big money Turn laundering scheme. So it's a, a lot of the a lot of the uh, weapon weapon companies. I mean, if there was no war, what would they do? Make make microwaves? You know, what I mean, what what could they do if there was no way? To, if you bought a gun and you never use it, what point would you have? Or you know, what I'm saying they somebody makes money, like you was saying. Oh yeah, all these but, politicians. Oh yeah, you're you're gonna come in making 175 thousand dollars a year. The next thing you know, you're worth, you're yep. worth 15 million, 20 million. Yep, I agree. That's that's what I was kind of like. I'd and love to start a business running guns to Iran when they had the Iran Revolution. They were like killing so many people because the women didn't want to wear their jobs. Like let's let's get them some AKs. Let's get them some AR-15s. Let's overthrow that government. Let them do it because a disarmed society, you know, they were beating the shit out of men and women over there that refused to wear the hijab. 
They were killing them. They were arresting them. They were putting in prison. They were interrogating. They were beating and torturing these people. But you know what allowed them to do that? The fact that the population is disarmed. They have no way to fight back. Like, how do you fight back against guns when all you've got is pitchforks? That's yeah. that's why I tell people, like, thing, the more yeah, liberals think, want to remove your yeah. Second Amendment, bro, it gets to a point where it's like, it's so far gone, you can't get it back. But it's kind of like that. It goes back to that isolation phase or time we're in. You know, is it within our forefathers yeah, said something about don't get involved in overseas wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. So being, I don't know, isolationism, I don't think it means like uh, completely yeah. blocking yourself off yeah. the trade. Mm-hmm. Isolation, I mean, staying out of pe- other people's politics as far as I go. And it probably means, you know, if, if they're fucking causing genocide in one country, what, you know, we're not we're not the only country in the or in the earth, you know. Yeah. We can't be the we can't be the only people on earth that have a good conscience to say that's wrong and yeah. be like And that's so why I understand we, like we why as a, yeah, as a superpower, we do have a responsibility on the international stage. There's no denying that. That's why with, with Dan Crenshaw and the rest of them is like there are some things I do agree with him on. There's a lot that I don't, but Dan does have an understanding and many other politicians as well. That's like, you've got to, you've got to be present on the international stage where my difference is though. It's like, but to what extent, how far? And that's the issue because like, look, if America doesn't have its interests out there, Russia's going to expand. China's going to expand. There's got to be a, a, a buffer, if you will. But unfortunately this buffer on American side with NATO, it continues to grow. And Russia's kind of like, man, you guys are accumulating all these countries into your, your E or your NATO movement. And it's like, now I'm kind of feeling like, okay, at any moment, if you wanted to, you could gang up and you could basically bum rush me and take me over. So I get where Putin's coming from. I understand that. Do I think that's going to happen prior to his invasion of Ukraine? I don't think people were going to screw with Russia. I think Putin thought they would, but Putin's also not the only one in the wrong on this. America's got a lot of blood on its hands. If you look at the Cuban Missile Crisis, it's like... That's kind of like some American hypocrisy yeah. there. It's like, you know, we can place some missiles over here next to you, Russian borders that could reach you with ICBMs. But if Russia wants to put them in Cuba, it's like, oh, no, 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 that's too far. It's like, well, we did it to them. So how about we do this? Neither of you do it. And that's where I feel like the dichotomy of the civilians versus the politicians comes into play to saying, like, look, why don't y'all stop this dick measuring and just do your own thing and let people live in peace? But it's always because of politicians and dictators like Putin and Zelensky and the rest of them. We get embroiled in these conflicts that have nothing to do with peace loving citizens. It's always the politicians that advocate for this nonsense. I wonder how much, like Josh said, how much is it for financial reasons other than quote unquote national security. You know I mean? so, oh yeah, Raytheon, KBO. I think oh it's hundred percent. I think that's the only reason why they have these wars is to get paid. Oh my God. They make so much money. Oh, yeah, they make so I, much money. How do you money. go from I Trump mean, not getting into any new wars to all of a sudden oh, we're funding some more wars. We've been funding as, as, wars. as soon as Biden gets into the the White House. I, I and just, you you could see the stock you can see the stocks go up from these made it you know Raytheon, all these companies go up mm-hmm. up and down. You see the blade black and white. Yep. But with at least in that, and basically, basically, in the bottom sort of it is that the, the service member is going to be the one that sits there and has to suck on it. Yeah, yeah, you're 100 <laughs> dead on the money. It's the service members are going to they're going to suffer as a result of this. But you know, like Hobo's point though, it, it, it's up to the fathers to educate their children to make them say, "Like, look, this is not American. Don't fall into this this uh, great value brand patriotism they're trying to push down your throat. It's not real and it's not true." As like being a good patriot means standing up for liberty and freedom, but also in the sense of like staying out of other people's affairs because it does not concern us. Mm-hmm. And if your life is valuable, spend your life 
life in, in pursuit of happiness. And if you really want to be a patriot, support America. Do what you can to support this country, support your community, support your state, support, support anything you can here stateside. But this idea of going over and committing U.S. forces to fight in these foreign wars that have absolutely nothing to do with us. I mean, let's just be honest. It's not about freedom. It's about making people rich. Yeah. It is about making people rich. So thank you for your call, dude. I appreciate it. Hopefully have a wonderful yeah. day. All right. <clears throat> all right, folks, we're coming up on an hour and 30 minutes. We're going to take one more call and then we're going to call it. Uh, we appreciate all of your love and support here. If you want to support the show, don't forget to go check out ShellShockCBD.com. Also, don't forget to use your reward points. If you're a, a subscriber over on ShellShock, you have one year to turn in and cash in those reward points. Otherwise, they're going to expire. So you got plenty of time. Don't rush. Don't fret. Don't go crazy. But do me a favor. Make sure you don't let those bad boys expire. Keep that in the back of your mind. So, all right, we got another call. Yellow. Hey, John. What's hey, going Josh. on? First, I think we should all thank Hobo for giving us all food poisoning when we're in. That's <laughs> the first thing. That's Hobo's fault. <laughs> all right. Um, second of all, we're going down a shit slope yeah. without a paddle, and I don't see a clean pull ahead. Yeah. Uh, so whether or not. Trump gets elected or Biden somehow stays alive and gets reelected. Um, I don't foresee us having that bite of the future. Shit's going to go off. Well, Trump already said wonder, that he was going to do his best to make other NATO countries pay to help Ukraine as well as us paying. So I think Trump's very... Um, I saw the clip he said it. it was a very kind of lackluster, kind of like, we're still going to support Ukraine, but we're going to make sure other countries are doing their fair share as well. So even if Trump does get reelected, I would not hold my breath on the idea that Trump is going to stop the the uh, the money flow to Ukraine. Maybe they'll stop how much we send, which would be fine, but I'd rather stop it altogether. Do you think it's going to end sooner rather than later? As far as what, Ukraine and... Uh, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Zelensky, no. you know, Russia's already offered them ceasefire conditions. Zelensky said no. Um, Do you think once a president comes in and says, we're not sending you any more money or we're scaling way back, yeah. then he's going to be forced yes. to come to some terms with yep. Russia? But be do you like, think, all right, well, I guess you're going to have all this land since you're already in here now. But in so doing, though, now what I think, and this is just the positioning I think the opposition would have, is saying yeah. that if that's the position you take, you are there for saying that Russia should be allowed to get away with this. And I'm not agreeing with this. I'm just saying from the outside looking in, that Russia has been allowed to get away with this massive invasion and the taking land back from uh, Ukraine. So I, I'd see why, I could see why there would be opposition to that, saying, no, there should be no ceasefire. Russia should get out entirely. That's what Joe Biden wants, and that's not pragmatic. I think there are many people out there that are actually coming to the understanding of, like, look, the off-ramp to this is say there needs to be a ceasefire. There needs to be negotiation. You're going to have to do some give and take, but this war needs to end. And if they don't do that and it continues to do what they're doing now, it's it's not going to stop. It no. will continue being another forever war. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Well, it went from I three mean, months to two years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This is just like the two weeks went to <laughs> two yeah. weeks to flatten the curve went to like, what, three years. So, but yeah, I agree with you, man. I, uh, I don't see a way out either. Just, it, it's not just the Ukraine. I, I saw him say that. And that didn't remind me of the uh, 2016 Trump saying, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, they're going to do this, and we're not going to be getting involved. No, he, he wasn't sounding as uh, energetic about that. Yeah. But it's also the fact that Israel-Hamas war is stirring up a lot of shit in the Middle East, as we're all seeing, yeah. and at home because the fucking morons want to set themselves on fire. And China's making their moves on India and yeah. the Southeast Pacific. 
not just uh, economically, but they're also making some military moves. Mm. Uh, see what they uh, did to the Fili- uh, Filipino fishing boat? They attacked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very vaguely. Yeah, I saw that. I skimmed by that article. It shit's popping off in the uh, southeast as well. Um, thankfully, Fat Man's being quiet. But whether <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, Trump right? or somebody else wins. Yeah. I was over in Korea when he was uh, mouthing off and popping off those rockets. Uh, um, I'm I'm actually surprised Kim Jong Un has been very quiet in recent years. He's uh, he resumed his missile testing, but he kind of stopped with the whole. Uh, you know, he's not as um, you don't see his threats against the West as numerous as they were before. Yeah. Now it's just kind of like he's settled in. He's getting older. He's like you know maybe we want the the peace in the in the Korea. I'd like to be a dictator and. Uh, Damn it, Eric Bowen. <laughs> That's a classic. I agree, man. I, number one, I don't, I don't see a way out of this unless the president comes along. Then I think it's gonna have to get really bad. I think it's gonna have to get even worse than it is now until the president finally says. And I, I think the president will only say this when the majority of the American population are united in the sense of saying no more foreign wars, no more Iraq. Like, just look at the global war. That 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 position changed over 20 years the first five years it was like yes patriotism blah 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 blah. and i'm just putting a generalized year number on this but then after it continued for so long we're like okay what the hell is the point in this yeah. well i mean how many times do we see congressional debates of like what is the exit strategy there is none no. there is none and that's the thing that aggravates me that if we but, get pulled but, into israel if we get pulled into ukraine what's what's the victory conditions and then what's the off-road exit because we don't have one there isn't one. It means you're committed, and now guess what you're getting involved in? Nation building. And with nation building, when it involves, say, for example, things like terrorism and, and Gaza and stuff like that, now you're dealing with Iraq 2.0, and I don't want anything to do with that. That is a big clusterfuck we need nothing to do with. But that's the thing. I think the majority of Americans are. It's just that the social media and the select censoring of people's voices Yeah on them social media is making it look like that most of the people are either um, for um, Palestine or for the war in Ukraine. And you you hear everybody you talk to that they're against sending money, that they're against Palestine and the fucking idiots that support it. But online, that's all you see is people supporting that. Yep. So I think the majority of of us are, um, are against all of this. Yeah, I so, think it just comes down to when you see the votes votes cast based upon what a politician's running on, whether or not they can garnish enough support on that one. But I agree with you. I think that social media puts a magnifying glass on the loudest voices, but the quietest voices are the ones that are going to work every day. They, they don't care about what social media has to say. And the only reason I get involved is we do the show. But outside of that, I'd be like, dude, I don't care. It's none of my business. Like, if, if, if people didn't listen to the show or if they didn't watch social media, you would never know what's going on over there, and you probably wouldn't care. But then people would also say, do you support it? It's like, dude, uh, no, it's none of my business. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just think and, that it's going to take a president with some balls. And like I said, if Trump gets elected and he pulls us out and says, no more respect, that's the right choice. That's the right decision. I don't think he'll take that position with Israel, though. I think being Israel is an ally, he will continue to support Israel. He's the one president that actually moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, regardless if you agree with that or not. He is an Israel proponent. I don't know where he stands on Ukraine, though. I heard that one bite, that sound bite. I was like, I don't know about this one. So who knows? But Trump also is, he can sway with the wind of um, 
being convinced of saying, okay, look, the people don't want Ukraine anymore. It's like, okay, we're not going to do Ukraine. Forget Ukraine. They're not, they're not doing their fair share. They're not paying their fair share. We're done. Uh, the EU can go piss up a rope. It's not going to happen. But we'll, I, I don't know, That's man. Insane, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just hope to God that he doesn't go with executive orders. If he does, I was debating with somebody. They said, but it's the easiest and best way for him to do it. I'm like, yeah, but just like with Biden, we have another fucking idiot come along, uh, the presidency and they ruin it. But yeah. the other thing, uh, I, I executive mean, orders are not that, you know, people you have saw, to stop getting hung up on these executive orders saying, well, we did this, this, and this, like that's an EO. That is not a permanent victory. That's a victory for the next four years until the next president steps in. So, and that's what the American people have been conditioned to accept as a, and thank you for the donos on rumble, uh, JSAC and Liz Wallace for the donations there. But people have been conditioned to think that that an EO being signed is a victory. It's like, no, this is a temporary victory. So, don't discount that when the next president comes in, how many EOs did Biden undo? How many of Obama's EOs did Trump undo? Yeah. This is what they do. And that's why it's important that the president be an actual leader that can unite members of Congress and say, look, we've got to be united on this. We've got to get legislation passed and enshrined in our, in our laws. Because if we don't, it, it just keeps getting reversed. Honestly, in, in my opinion, I've said this since for, for years. The EO needs to be abolished. Congress gave the executive branch that that right back in 75, completely upended the checks and balances. It needs to go away. There are the emergency powers declaration that you can use, which I think for the southern border, practically, yes. Pragmatically, 100%. That is an invasion, emergency. You know, I can circumvent Congress. I want that border shut down. I think that's fair. I think it's definitely constitutional. But this EO, the EO is not constitutional. Yeah. I do not agree with it. it. It it throws off the entire order of the three checks and balances of government. So, but appreciate your call, man. Yeah, we got to get going. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, for the officer command, because most officers I've never known, shit bags, didn't know their heads from the ass. Do you think it would help if before uh, going to officer school, all future officers had to go through four years, like eh, three to four years of enlisted. You know, enlistment. No. And here's the reasoning why. Um, and hear me out on this one. Number one, to be an officer, um, the reason they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground is because, you know, these guys are like cherry ass lieutenants or 22, 23, 24, fresh out of college. They've been taught to think they're the cream of the crop. They come in from West Point. They think they're hot shit. And it's like they get down to the line. You got these combat experienced NCOs that have been on multiple tours. Like, sir, you don't know fuck all about shit. Shut up because we're going to teach you what it means to survive over there. So I, I get, you know, officers come into a position to where I wouldn't want to be in that. Imagine, you know, coming into a platoon of 40 Muldoon combat hardened motherfuckers. And now you got to lead them and you don't know anything except what you've been learning in a book. So you're already kind of setting up for a difficult road ahead of you. But secondly, officers in high up positions have to make some very, very difficult calls as far as committing troops to certain operations where you know there's going to be high casualties. And I think if you're enlisted and you've been down that road, you've seen what it means to suck. You've seen what it means to take casualties. I think if you kind of had been through that, you might be a little hesitant in sending men to what could be their impending death to secure an objective, but it has to happen. So I get that. I mean, it makes sense to me, but yeah, I'm not a fan of the officer corps, but I do feel like when you're kind of emotionally disconnected, it makes you more, um, what, what would the word, it, it makes you more formidable, you know, formidable as a, as a leader mm -hmm. that you're going to have to make the hard calls 
that need to happen versus like, look, we can't yeah. do this. We're going to take too many casualties. Like, no, it's got to happen. You know, that's just part of war. So uh, maybe I'm wrong on that one. I don't know. I, you know, everybody has a different opinion on that one, but that's just where I stand on it. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. <laughs> okay. I appreciate your call, brother. Thanks for listening to the show. I mean that. Yeah, I appreciate everything you do. Absolutely. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We're going for an hour and 41 minutes. We appreciate all of your love and support. Sorry, I mean to blow your eardrums out there. Appreciate all your love and support. Do me a favor, hit that like button. Leave a comment on Rumble. Make sure you hit the follow button. We appreciate that. Tell your friends about the show. Also, go check out shellshockcbd.com. And hey, if you got a drink that you want to make, if you're looking into old fashions, to say, for example, Mojito, check out 1920brand.com. We've got some great products over there. Help support our voices of independent beliefs or positions, whatever you want to call it. Without you, we would not be here. Thank you for the Rumble donations today from Liz Wallace and the rest of them. Appreciate you guys supporting the show in that fashion. We would not be here with that. And thank you for all the calls. Sincerely. We're going to do more calls in the future, but I got to get to, I got to get to these points. I got like four other articles I didn't get to, but either way, uh, we got more shows coming up tomorrow and after that. So, all right. We appreciate it. We love you. We thank you for everything you do for us. You got anything to have a man? Yeah. You guys have a great day. And as always, you stay toasty, America.